0: Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as they discuss all things womenhood, motherhood, and small business. Everybody, Welcome back to Small Business Sisters. This is Jenny. I'm so excited about our guest today because Thanks. it is Suzanne Ray from Real Happy Space. And <laughs> she also happens to be uh, my co-owner at our brick, combined brick and mortar shop, Light and Pine Collective. So welcome, Susie. Hi. <laughs> for inviting me. <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys all... The magical background of Susie and I. So she, we actually grew up in the same town. So the same like childhood school district, elementary school, except you came in first grade, right, Susie? Correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) first grade through 12th grade, Susie and I were together. I'd say we really became friends in middle school. We actually had A notebook. Did you know this, Christina, this story? I don't think so. We had a notebook because this was all younger listeners. This was before any type of technology, really. We had nothing. We didn't even have technology back then. We didn't even have uh, AIM or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Uh, So we had notebooks and colorful pens and I would take the notebook to one period and write a note to Susie. And then in the passing periods, I'd pass it to Susie and then she'd write a note. And we'd, <laughs> we'd need okay, to those. Now that you say that, I do remember, obviously, little sister looking up to big sister, wanting to be involved <laughs> in all of the things. I remember your notebooks at home. I do. Yeah, I, I think remember. there was like, like a black one with colored pens, maybe.
1: I don't remember well, the color.
0: I just remembered like paragraphs of different oh. handwriting. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you were reading our notebook. Was, <laughs> apparently, I was digging through younger your
1: sister thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe I was <laughs> digging through your stuff. <laughs> oh, so th- we did that and then stayed friends through high school. So ch- Susie, blah, 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 blah. Susie was a cheerleader. I was a pom. But then plot twist: senior year. I left palms and became a football cheerleader with Susie. So we had which that special, shining. which yeah. I know. And <laughs> just no it, one did that. <laughs> yeah. Just for the Southern listeners out there, we do not have palms. We have drill team and dance team. So that's yeah, how okay. palm is. Yeah. I always felt like that was very confusing at Caneland too, because we only used our palms like in the alma mater song and then our halftime mm. routines were so I never knew what to really call ourselves but yeah I don't <laughs> palms and cheerleaders didn't really like I don't know not not like each other but like you weren't you had your own things happening yeah and I actually asked my 16 year old employee Paige because she's a cheerleader if the palms and cheerleaders like each other less Weston they don't so <laughs> that must be like a thing but Aww. I went but I in typical like you know Love everybody, Vegas. fashion. <laughs> I was like, "Well, this is not okay," and I quit palms and went to school <laughs> Oh, Anyway, okay. So <laughs> I would, and then then I moved to Texas, and Susie went to college in Missouri, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Missouri. So I wouldn't say okay. Technology did come around. We maybe like like face when Facebook came on the scene. Like maybe talk to each other a little bit, but not really. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we lost connection those years. But then I moved back to Illinois and I hosted the craft show for our elementary PTO. Mm-hmm. And Susie signed up for it because she was just starting a new business called Real Happy Space. And so that's how we, we reconnected. So Susie, uh, tell us about like leading up to Real Happy Space, what you did, and then kind of how started
1: your business sure Uh, so like you said i went to the university of missouri and i studied journalism so i wanted to be um basically since high school a magazine designer so that's what i studied and um after graduating moved back to the chicagoland area uh got married to my college sweetheart and um found a job at a local gardening magazine in the Chicago suburbs. So I did that for 10 years, at least 10 years. Um, but toward, after I had my son, my oldest Jacob, I started getting into like DIY stuff for our house, basically, um, kind of creating things from random decor stuff I already had or like, clearance target things that I would find or things at Goodwill and just kind of making, um, making things from that. And so that was kind of on the side with my magazine job. And then, um, it, it, uh, turned into a blog. I started blogging (laughs) about it. And as I kind of expanded my skills and started just wanting to make more things, I started making things like from scratch rather than like repurposing a picture mm-hmm. frame or repurposing a bench or whatever. Um, and as my house filled up <laughs> with home decor and I didn't really have any more, uh, you know, walls to fill, I started making things. I I started an Etsy shop and made things to sell. And so that craft show that Jenny was talking about, was my very first craft show that I ever did. Oh, that's yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> I love no, that. I think, I think I have one of those first items too. The
1: yeah. like, thing with chicken wire and twine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so I think probably the reason I felt comfortable like applying for that show was because you were running it. And like, well, <laughs> she'll probably let me in. <laughs> you know? That
0: is like so safe. <laughs> I love that because I... Didn't know anything that I was doing. I don't know. This was before Illuminate Space too. So I don't know how I got involved with the craft show, but I was like way over my head. And I, I just remember you were a very calming presence as you still are to me. So that was like mm-hmm. foreshadowing. I think yeah. too, those school functions, those school um, holiday markets or whatever are such a good entry point for people in the making field. Mm Um, because it really does, it gives you exposure. It's a low cost, um, investment usually, and it goes to something good. It goes to the school. So regardless if you bust or whatever, it went to something really good. Um, but those can also really disheartening because (laughs) they're not they're not always like your ideal market, right? Like it's yeah, it's exposure, which is great. I went to, I did a, a Freeman. You did the uh, same craft show, yeah. I just did I did this year, same, <laughs> and I made a whopping zero dollars. <laughs> so I like to share that because you know you always hear people's like, oh my gosh, I made blah blah blah, and you're like, wait, but I sold nothing. And I do <laughs> view it as it went towards my nephew's school. Like that was good. It wasn't a high amount, um, but you know, thinking of your ideal target market, that might not be it. But I kept going, obviously, even after Mm -hmm. that $0. But for those of you listening, that's a really good entry point is to find your local school's um, market days or whatever, Mm -hmm. and throw yourself out there. It's scary. And sometimes doesn't feel worth it, but it really is.
1: Oh, I learned so much from those first couple of shows, just even from like your neighboring vendors, like how they set up or, yeah. you know, just little, you'll chit chat with them if it's really slow and you learn so much. It's so yeah. true.
0: I have a lot of friends on social media that I met at those events because I would do all the different schools. And so it's really cool to see now five years later where kind of all of us are, mm. but you're right. It's a great way to feed, feed off of each other. and see setups and all that so I love that yeah I agree so that if that was like your first show and you started your Etsy shop when did it like what happened after that when did you start really seeing growth
1: so I started um I applied for the Batavia Artisan Collectives um summer markets that are like a add-on to the farmers market Mm -hmm. so it's like once a month throughout the summer um and it's just for like half the day on Saturday. Um, so that was a good kind of, cons- in the summer, consistent sort of market that I did. Um, just helped me like build up my inventory and just get experience and get an idea of what people liked and yeah. you know what sold and what didn't. Um, and that led to like bigger holiday markets. And then... Um, and kind of in the middle of that, I was introduced to Shannon from Wickwood House via Jenny also. (laughs) And so that was the first, um, brick and mortar that I ever sold, um, my items at as well,
0: which she does. She hosts artisans, right. And sells their products. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we started in her house together when it started Mm -hmm. in her house. And I would say that's when we reconnected as makers because we have. I mean, I had you at the Mm -hmm. craft show, but I wasn't making yet. So that must have been like the next year then I started and then I was like, hey, come do this thing with me. (laughs) And then it just took off from there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Can we pause and can I ask you your experience on Etsy? Like, do you love it? Do you not like it? Do you think it's... Like what are the things you like we already had an episode about this but it's always mm-hmm. nice for people to hear like what is your personal experience with that? Z?
1: Um I would say at the very beginning it was uh very very slow <laughs> slow progress um and then I kind of I would I had babies and wasn't really it wasn't very high on the priority list at the time it was just like if I get to it sort of situation so there was just stuff just sitting there basically um for at least a year I feel like I I started it and then kind of like dropped away for a little bit and then came back um so that's kind of the nice thing about Etsy is you kind of get out of it what you put into it I feel like Mm -hmm. a little bit um so it can be just a very, very side gig sort of thing, or if you really want to take it seriously and you know go all in, like you can make it work for you. And that's uh, like, Yeah, and like you said in your episode, like yeah, they take a, f- a good cut of your, you know, of your sales, but they also make it really easy to set yeah. up and shipping yeah. and everything. And so if you don't have time or you don't want to put in the time to figure all that out on your own, it's a nice option.
0: They're low on the totem pole for me right now because they came out with that new star seller program. Have you seen that?
1: No. Ooh.
0: It gets that.
1: What is that? It's pretty low on my list right now, too. That's why I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Well, WooCommerce is on my list right now (laughs) because I've been trying to do my fall products today, and it's taking me like all day. Oh boy! So Etsy started the Star Seller program, which basically moves you up in the feed, moves you up in the search, which is really beneficial, but. In order to do that, you have to have a certain percentage of positive reviews, which is like 95%. And I have so many five-star reviews. Like I want to say I'm at like 900 or something. And I'm still Mm -hmm. at like 92% so far from the percentage they want. Then you have to respond within like 30 minutes to get Uh a certain percentage. And that's just not, I'm not going to spend all weekend on Etsy answering messages. I'm going to stop at 5 p.m. Like, yeah, I don't like that. That they're starting to, uh, the shipping time, of course, which that makes more sense. But um, all of those things make you a star seller and then you move up in the search feeds. And I just, I'm really passionate about boundaries right now, especially with y'all two are running a brick and mortar too. Like all that, I can't constantly be on my phone specifically. And so or on my computer. And I just feel like that is... Obviously you want to be high up in the search feeds, which is something that I'll give up. But at the same time, I feel like that's really unrealistic of a person running their own business. We don't have a customer service team that can answer at midnight yeah. or whatever. So I'm a little bothered by that right
1: now yeah that response time thing is uh that's messed up (laughs) i mean i get etsy messages on my phone when i'm laying in bed so now you're Uh saying like you know i'm supposed to wake up and respond to this person right and it's setting that expectation that that all of these handmade people are just going to answer your questions right.
0: immediately. Yes. Like, right. Yes. It's really setting up like unhealthy boundaries. Yeah. Like you said for people and that it, it should be a platform that's supporting You know, small business makers that are mostly one person. Yeah. So, anyways, Uh, I just I sidetracked us on Etsy, but that was my bone to pick with them since we aired that episode. So, just putting that out there for anybody listening to to the (laughs) list. (laughs) Hope you're listening, Etsy. Hope you're listening. (laughs) So, uh, okay, where did we? Okay, so sorry. So, you had done the Batavia Artisan Farmers Market. You now are in Wickwood House. um what's next for
1: you so um that's basically I mean after a couple years of you know Wickwood House and local markets and Etsy here and there um my children are knocking on the door (laughs) I knew that was gonna happen at some point uh okay um the, the Batavia Boardwalks Came into our lives, and Jenny and I quickly both individually said no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can't, we're not doing that. Um, to a very persuasive Jamie Sam, uh, who was running the program, um, and then I believe Jenny reached out to me and Andrea, another um, a local knitter here in Batavia, and got us together and said, "Like, would you guys want to do this together?"
0: And, yeah, that yeah. I remember that being like such a whirlwind because we both did. I remember. Remember the, like the initial pictures, the drawings of the boardwalk Mm -hmm. shop. And I think we like sent them to each other and we're like, oh, that's cool. But you had to work. It's so funny now thinking about it because how often we work. (laughs) But I remember seeing like you had to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we were both like, oh my gosh, no. Cause Susie's kids, they're a little bit younger than they're nine and seven, seven Mm -hmm. seven Mm -hmm. and nine. Uh, So we were just time we're seven and five.
1: Yeah, we just yeah kindergarten yeah mm-hmm.
0: do it. But that what it was probably within thirty six hours that we were like, oh let's do it together. Oh let's come up with the business name. Let's write our business plan. Because
1: it was like the we deadline applied. was the next day or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. It was and
0: crazy. it was like the week before COVID started
1: becoming like, hey, have you heard of COVID?
0: Because it, it was yeah. the end of February.
1: Yeah. The oh my same, gosh. The same week that we all everything shut down, schools, everything, that was the same week we found out that we got the board <laughs> out shows. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what does this mean? Yeah, but I feel totally like
0: funny. we uh, that for us, I feel like that was the way to do it. Cause I think, I don't know, speaking for myself, if I knew about the pandemic and everything, I probably would have been like, oh no. <laughs> you probably, you both probably. you both are very, like very much thinkers, also dreamers, but thinkers where I feel like y'all would have talked yourself out of it, even without the pandemic, just how you're saying like, oh, yeah. then we have to work every day. My kids are little or whatever. So it, it is almost better that y'all just had to jump in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. We, yeah, because... we had already thought it through on our own. And we're like, nah. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what it was about. I think it was just the idea of doing it together made it more. Well, and that's what
0: I still tell people to this day, having a co-owner changes everything because I mean, Christina, you can attest to this too. You're sharing the rent, you're sharing the hours, you're sharing like getting enough product out there. It's just so much less overwhelming than doing it by yourself, especially when you have a family or kids or other responsibilities on top of it. It just, Oh, I love,
1: I feel so less alone having
0: you yeah. as in Absolutely.
1: it too. <laughs> yeah. And we knew that we got along. We knew we had similar lives. Our products paired very well together. So mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff um, made it easy to say yes to. Yeah.
0: And I, I feel like we, well, we, we talked about the Enneagram mm. two weeks ago. And so what's your Enneagram number?
1: I, I'm not as well-versed as you guys, but I think I'm a nine wing eight. No, I'm a hundred percent sure you're a nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I am a six five. And that's the, that's the interesting thing is we're in the same circle. Triangle, that means. So yeah. like we work really well together because we have some similar characteristics, but your strengths are my weaknesses and vice or or just like the things you like so Susie's a very um, detail oriented and calm and like steadying and I'm not any of those <laughs> things so I feel like that's where we it just works really well together because we're not neither of us are like super high energy when the other one isn't and I just feel like we balance each other out
1: and it works yeah it works really well. I agree. When I'm winging hard to the eight and very like angry, you're usually very calm and like... Well, (laughs) that's actually...
0: That's what we'll do this with emails. So like Hmm. Susie will write the direct email because I struggle with being direct. I add too much like fluff and then I'll come in and just add like exclamation point <laughs> <laughs> like warmly jenny <laughs> and so that's like that's a very practical way we work yeah. really well together or even that's like with the- our landlord Susie will be like here's the thing and i'll be like and the stencils look like penises <laughs>
1: oh, this is <laughs> not our podcast yeah,
0: yeah. we had oh. these like we our shop is in an old historic home that at it has been many things, but there were these like really odd stencils on the windows, and they seriously looked like penises. We're gonna and have to post a picture. Of our, we will. Yeah, we'll have yeah. a picture. And
1: <laughs> they were like land, these like <laughs> lattice screen type things. Yeah, they were made and out of wood, but yeah,
0: we I took them out. down at a time where we we kind of had to be direct about some things with our landlord. So he came in and wasn't like super excited. And it was me there. So I um, <laughs> I distilled the energy by being like, well, they looked like penises. <laughs> and that made him laugh.
1: And everything yeah. was okay after that. Perfect. Um, he, oh. he handled it. Yep.
0: Um, so you guys did a perfect segue into your partnership. And so you, you're already talking about how you balance each other and figure stuff out. What is something... Because y'all have been open well boardwalk shops and then now light and pine has had its own building for almost a year right
1: we're at Um, it'll be a year in february so we're like okay so
0: like six six, seven months Mm -hmm. so i feel like but you've been a partnership now for over a year where Mm -hmm. you're kind of through that fluff period of where you have to kind of watch out for each other's feelings and figure stuff out where at least with Melissa and I, I feel like with you guys too, you get to a point where you just have to kind of say it how it is because you're in this together and that's just how it goes. So what, what's something that was like harder than you thought it would be with a partner?
1: Hmm. That's a good (laughs) question. (laughs) Oh boy. There's just so much giggling in this podcast. Okay. Um, uh well I, I don't know this is not really a hard thing but it was like an adjustment I feel like you know just looking back across the last year when we were at the boardwalk shops well we were we were never really working at the same time we would just kind of trade off and pass mm-hmm. in passing you know catch up or whatever mm-hmm. but um once we moved into the our permanent space you know we're there together pretty often um Jenny's now they,
0: pornier- I was gonna say they both make up there right
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jenny has her workshop there now and pours her candles there. And I um, do some of my woodworking there. Um, So just kind of being around each other more and kind of learning like uh, (laughs) I don't want to like hurt Jenny's feelings or anything, but it was like interesting (laughs) to me to like just see it more real Jenny like. On a Monday morning, when I walk in, she's just like very chill and pouring candles, maybe not in a good mood, you know, and I'm used to like bubbly, like extrovert version of Jenny when she's at the shop. So it's like, okay, at first I was like, is she mad at me? Right? What did I do? What did I do yeah. wrong? way? is she mad? And, yeah. like, and it just took time to be like, no, she's just like that's not genuine. bubbly all the time. <laughs> Why do and I think I would, that she has to be bubbly all th- the time? Yeah, I was going to say, I would <laughs> take that
0: as a compliment because she's only like that in front of people that she feels safe with. So that's, that's a yeah. good thing. But I can see that- how it would be, oh my God, what did I do? Why is she not yeah. being enthusiastic with me or whatever? So I can see. Yeah. That. And, and then does. I would be
1: like asking her all these questions and bringing up all like, it, you know, did you, it was that email. Okay. <laughs> it was like trying to like poke her and be like, what did I do? What did I do? And really, I just needed to just leave her alone and let her work. No, you're, fine. <laughs> It's
0: you're right. It That means you have crossed into a safe place with me because that's actually something I've worked on for years in therapy is like, Somewhere along, I think adolescence, I because I was pretty naturally quiet until somewhere I picked up that like quiet is bad. And so I forced myself to mm-hmm. be on and extroverted and bubbly. And the thing is, like, those things are real, but they I get depleted really quickly right. from that. And so I through reframing that in my mind of like being quiet is not bad. When I feel quiet, it's okay to be quiet, but I still struggle with showing everybody that. So if I show you that, that means that I I feel like you still will because my fear beneath that is people will leave me that like if I'm if I don't keep them entertained enough, mm. then people are gonna leave. And so um I just always do that. But now I feel like you're not gonna leave me <laughs> so I'll show you and you're stuck with me <laughs> but I I would agree I feel like that was an adjustment um for our partnership too is like I had to I think we both had to get to the place where we were okay like being our true selves when we're not on or whatever and mm-hmm. uh I feel like we've done a good job and, and mm-hmm. you helped me to be more honest and to realize that like being direct is not mean because that's another thing I've had to reframe. Like, so we, we had our first little, like, I don't know when I cried about this agreement. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like looking back, it wasn't even this huge thing, but it was our first thing where I felt like, okay, I have to be honest or this isn't, you know, yeah. what I, I, and you heard me. And so I felt I feel like we did a good job through that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was an important conversation and like a turning point. I feel like,
0: yeah, I I am a little jealous that y'all are in a different state than me just because 2020, 2021 year (laughs) in my state has been very difficult because there's been all eyes on a brick and mortar and what they're doing. And yeah, What you do creates a statement, blah, 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 blah. And so I am jealous of the fact that you guys really didn't have to deal with that as a partnership this year as much because um, you were both so aligned on those things. Um, but did did COVID affect your business? Did it, like, Or do you feel like you might not know because you weren't open until COVID?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Ugh. I feel like the... So the boardwalk shops, um, for those of you have, that have not been there or seen anything about it, about it, they are like seasonal, for lack of a better word, they're like sheds. So only one group of people fits in it at a time and it's lined like 10 little houses lined up by each other outside. So because it felt very outdoor to people, I feel like COVID, people want... It was at the time we opened... June, 2020. And people wanted to get out of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to go to this new thing. It was, there were safety restrictions, like we did masks in one group at a time. So I feel like that really helped us. Do you feel like that? Yeah, I feel the like, fact that, yes. again, really jealous of yourself. <laughs> like, cause that, <laughs> what I would say. Well,
1: yeah, we just left out and that we didn't open a traditional brick and mortar right, in that June, it 2020, wasn't, that it right. was this weird little yeah it was outdoor like this a hot situation mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. And, yes. and it was the summer when it, things started to get a little bit better in yep. summer 2020 yep. like people yep. came out when traveling really like so yes. shopping local was like a, there was a huge movement for that like all that stuff helped us um so yeah we don't know we have not operated light and pine in a normal season
0: yeah cuz i would say i would see it's been harder for us at the new so our new shop is a little bit off. so that was like the main drag downtown, and and it was a destination place that mm-hmm. I mean the boardwalk shops were marketing for themselves, not just Light and Pine marketing uh-huh. for them. So we've had to like pivot a little bit and getting people to like come up the block to our shop mm-hmm. and and our standalone. We share um, Wilson Street Mercantile with three other businesses, so we've really had to work hard. Um, to get people there. So yeah, it's hard to compare, I would say both. And as far as like uh, you said, because we're aligned, but we're not necessarily like equally aligned with our other three shops at the Mercantile. So we have, yes. So that has been a learning experience of like hearing everybody's voice and really Mm -hmm. finding, finding a middle. Yeah, that was one of the hardest. Well, that actually the top hardest thing for me, owning a brick and mortar has been that all eyes are on you. And once you decide how your business is going to move forward, you're now labeled a certain way. And then, you know, it either aligns with your target market or it doesn't. But at the same time, when there's more than one owner, you, you, You have different target markets, and you have different brands, and all of this under Mm -hmm. one. That I think that that is a layer that has been really challenging. But I'm hoping we're nearing the end of making hard decisions for brick and mortars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we'll see. Yeah, Um, before we wrap up, I want to. I'm going to spin back to Susie, and when you were talking, I kind of wrote down some notes that I wanted to ask you. So your your degree is in journalism. Mm-hmm. Do much like the other me and Jen, what we're doing right now has nothing to do with what we majored in in college. <laughs> right. um, but do you see any like intertwining of journalism with your business now?
1: I do. Um, it's, it come, you know, it's, there's sprinkles of it in there. Um, you know, the writing aspect, I, I was writing was never really my strong area. That's why I ended up in design. But, um, I just have that foundation there. Um, Let's pause and- for a second, though, because
0: writing—you were like president of the the newspaper in high school and stuff. <laughs> writing is <No>. your thing. <laughs> uh,
1: well, okay, I went to journalism school with a lot of other writers okay. that are much, much better than me. <laughs> but um, I loved—I love designing. So, like, using the software—you um, know—that part of it is really my favorite and that there is quite a bit of like I still use a lot of that Adobe software that I learned back in to make your and products some of them yes mm-hmm. okay cool. yeah and like you know um yeah logos and things like that and marketing material like that that kind of stuff is just easy because I have that foundation so that's awesome but that was that was a hard transition for me was when I finally decided I'm going to fully, you know, make commit this, to this. Yeah, commit to this, like there was a little bit of like shame there with yeah. like, I'm not going to be using this degree that, um, you know, I spent four years earning and my parents are amazing and paid for my college. And, you know, so You know, (laughs) it was just something that I kind (laughs) of had to be okay with, you know. Yes,
0: well, and and I'm one of those people that didn't end up finishing college. And I totally think everyone's on their own journey and we put so much pressure on college and pressure on all that stuff. But I really think success is seen in so many different ways. And I would Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. describe your business as success. So yeah, Yeah. and I almost feel like college- Yes, the academics are important too, but it really does do something much deeper too that prepared you for, you
1: know. Absolutely,
0: yep. And I anything that we do. Mm -hmm. I have one last question. So I don't know that we ever said exactly what Susie does now, um, but she- (laughs) I think you're right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Susie, will you describe like things that you really love making? And then I have a question about it.
1: Okay. Um I mostly make things out of wood, so I would I would describe myself as a woodworker. Um it's mostly decorative things. So it's not so much um furniture and things like that. Although I've done a few um smaller pieces of furniture. It's more wall arts or table tabletop decor pieces out of wood.
0: I see you post shelves a lot, like shelving, like the hexagon
1: Yep. Shopping mm-hmm. is super cool. Hmm. Um, vase pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I like. I like making things that are sometimes functional as well as pretty. So that's mm-hmm. where the vases kind of came in. Like you can put fresh flowers in them, or you can. I like that they're. Um, you can change them out throughout the seasons. So yeah
0: something yeah. I really appreciate about so Susie about does it you're so good. her she is so good about like she really doesn't like to copy ideas or like she likes to come up with things that nobody else has. and I really I learn a lot from her in that because she's really good, like her um hexagon shelves, her. We how many do you make like a thousand of the single <laughs> hanging vases at the boardwalk shop? It's like so simple, but so creative. She makes like these planks with vases with the clamps around it. I don't know uh-huh. any of the right words hanging with <laughs> twine, but everybody that is always like, "Oh, my gosh, that's I amazing. That. And it, well that so she it it's just like beautiful but functional, and that people, want it and that you don't really see it. So that's how I always, if I see someone copy her, I'm always like, oh my gosh, you guys, that <laughs> was like a Suzanne Ray original that you just <laughs> copied. That works right into the question that I wrote down. Cause as you were talking, you were saying how much you love to dream dream up things from scratch. I don't know if you said that or if you know that you said that. But I wrote that down because I would love for you to if you can describe your process through that. Like, do you picture it in your head and then you go to your Adobe and sketch it out? Like, what does mm. that look like?
1: Um, I mean, usually there's some sort of inspiration piece. So, like that that single hanging vase that Jenny's talking about, I saw on Pinterest probably somewhere this woman had used those little, they're like pipe clamps that you get in like the plumbing section or the electrical section or whatever the hardware mm-hmm. and she would put them on a piece of wood and use them for like cooking utensil storage like she'd drop a like a big you know spoon in one and the spatula in another whatever so I had that idea like in the back of my head those little clams and um I think I had seen like the big mason jar vase things that were mm-hmm. going around forever like there were huge on un- uh, Pinterest and everything, and so I just kind of like married those two thoughts and searched around <laughs> forever to find the right glass, you know, vessel that fit one of those little clamps, and that's kind of where it came from. I think the first ones I made, I had barnwood from a family friend, and just threw them on a piece of barnwood, and yeah, and people go bananas for from them. there, yeah. But, awesome. um, yeah, you usually there's some sort of weird inspiration um that's like a tiny piece of it, or like it takes something and tweak it and change it, and
0: make my it husband my is your ideal customer because he <laughs> uh, home decor is fine, like he likes home decor and the way it looks, but the functionality like that's yes. where we differ is. I mean, I would love something functional, but that's not something I only look for. Whereas he would be like, yes, there's functionality to that. Like, grab it, let's go. So I yeah. love that. And you seem you seem like that. You seem very orderly and um uh not meticulous, but you know, like if it's yeah, I almost there, wonder if she a wings- job. I feel like she could be a nine wing one too for that. Mm. Maybe she sits really middle. Of the nine and goes to eight and one. Yeah. Cause I see that. But um Susie, can I tell my favorite story about the Trader Joe's line? The yes, stuff. I love uh, okay. <laughs> this is my favorite story ever. Okay. So our friend Ellen, who is a fellow shop owner, messaged us one day and was like, Oh my gosh, I just was standing in line at Trader Joe's between these two older women. I don't know how old, but the older women and they were talking about, they said, um, have you been to the new light and pine collective store in Batavia yet? You've got to go. And the other one was like, no, what, tell me about it. And she's like, it's two sisters who own a business together. One makes candles and one is a woodworker and not just a woodworker that like her husband makes stuff and she does it. She like actually uses power tools, <laughs> and yeah. I was—that is the best thing. So I, yeah, Susie is. She is. She's I always lady. tell people I love. Okay, so here's a, here's a fun fact about us. We have like so many matching shirts unintentionally, (laughs) but I like love when we're matching and Susie's always like, oh man. (laughs) I like like live for the day. We show up in our matching shirts and whenever people ask us if we're sisters, I'm like, yes. And she's like, no. No.
1: (laughs) I have a thing about honesty.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Like I know it's a joke, but (laughs) actually that's so true. You're like honest and I'm more like, Let's live in a fairy tale, <laughs> which actually, yeah, I, I go. got Susie to uh, dress up with me as Anna and Elsa for Halloween. So that was that it. I was laughing that your post was like the, the most dream. embarrassing moments of my <laughs> shop life. And the number one was big Elsa. I <laughs> know. Oh, and that's like my sure best that, moment. <laughs> that exa- yes. That is exactly what I was thinking. Is like, I'm pretty sure Jenny would rate that as her top moment of <laughs> business owning. Uh. I just love you, Susie. I'm so glad you're my business partner. Thank you. I love
1: you too. Being that and
0: such a good friend. Yes. (laughs) And for sure, if you're looking for home decor, not just pretty home decor, but functional home decor, check out Susie. And if you are local to Batavia, Illinois in the area, you guys for sure should stop by. Light and Pine Collective, which is a part of the Wilson Street Mercantile. So we'll make sure to post all of Susie's handles in our social media, but thanks for coming on Susie and talking about business life.
1: Thank you. I loved chatting with you ladies.
0: Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at, at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.